What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and on this show, you are gonna learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're gonna be able to listen to that's gonna give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm gonna interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week, and there's also gonna be some content that is just gonna be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million-dollar real estate investor. So if you wanna learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to, and I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. All right, what's going on, everybody? Greg Hellbeck here. This is this week's REI Deal Breakdown. And today I'm going to talk about a property I fixed and flipped in San Diego or in Spring Valley, which is in San Diego County. 11015 Handsome, I think road or lane. Let me check. 11015 Handsome Lane in Spring Valley. So this is how we found the deal. So a wholesaler sent me an Instagram DM. He slid into my DMs, as they would say, uh, not for anything suspicious, but for a real estate deal. And uh, he said, hey, I have a wholesale deal in Spring Valley. Do you buy there? And I said, of course I buy in Spring Valley. I've actually done business in Spring Valley before. So uh, he was out of Fresno and uh, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, his name is uh, Oscar. He's a good dude. I think his name is Oscar. Oscar, if you're watching, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, if that's your name. Anyway, so um, he said, I got this wholesale deal, uh, quick close, you know, foreclosure scenario. And I'm like, yeah, man, let me take a look at it. So I actually drove over there with a buddy of mine who's a real estate agent, Randy, at EXP, he's phenomenal at what he does. And he basically was like, dude, you gotta buy this house. If you don't buy this house, I'm gonna buy this house. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna buy the house. So I would negotiate a little bit down, nothing crazy, but I think, uh, I forget the purchase, I think it was 450 or something like, I forget the purchase price, I think it was 450. Uh, yeah, it was 450. And uh, the wholesaler made like 60,000 bucks, which is awesome, I was happy. I never care how much a wholesaler makes as long as the numbers work for me. I hope the wholesaler makes as much as they possibly can. So. Um, we got an agreement signed and, uh, we were supposed to buy it, um, or we did buy it, but it was, it was going to be vacant. And at the last minute, uh, they told me that the seller was, was, was having trouble leaving and the tenants were having trouble leaving. I think the seller was living with roommates or whatever. And, uh, he was like, can you close on an occupied? And I said, our contract says vacant. So I'm going to close on it vacant. So I made sure that it was vacant. I think the wholesaler ended up paying for a hotel room to get the seller out of there in time. So when the uh, seller vacated the property the day before closing, I had my contractor go over to the property and uh, they uh, locked the, they changed the locks. So they changed the doors and, and you know, the tenant and the seller couldn't get back in. So the day the next day, uh, the hard money lender funded the deal. So I used Kiavi to buy the property, uh, hard money loan, you know, typical real estate investor product there. And I uh, bought the house and uh, then the new year happened. So I think I sat on it for like a week. And I flew back to California. I did the deal when I was in New York. Like I bought the property when I was uh, not local. And, um, you know, I went over there with the contractor and we kind of walked through like what we were going to do. And uh, the house was really dirty and gross, but it really didn't need like anything crazy. Like it didn't have any like major red flags with it. So uh, at the number we bought the deal at, I'm like, I don't think we need to go crazy with a rehab. We can probably just do some cosmetic stuff and get this thing back on the market. So we cleaned all the junk. We got all the crap out of the property. It was filled with shit. There was stuff everywhere. It was disgusting. There was dogs in there. It was just cr was crusty as hell in there. So got the property free of junk. Uh, we did a full paint job. We laid some new carpet down. We did a deep, deep, deep clean. Uh, we did two bathrooms. One bathroom was 
basically gutted and we just finished it. Um, the shower was all fucked up, so we, we got all that fixed, brand new stuff. In the other bathroom, we pretty much did everything except the standing shower. We just glazed it. I don't know. We did an epoxy finish on it so it looked nice and new. Uh, clean. Got all the junk removed. We put the junk in the garage to start and in the backyard like a bunch of rednecks. And then once the job was done, we moved it. We moved the junk out of there and we did some trim work. Nothing crazy. I think the whole, I think I spent like $16,000 on that, that rehab. I mean, it was a mini, mini rehab. And uh, the property looked way better. Like this thing was beautiful now. And it like the kitchen was in good shape. Uh, bathrooms were basically new. It, you know, we painted the whole property. Like it, it really didn't need a tremendous amount of work. Um, and we really didn't feel like it made sense to spend like a ton of money in the kitchen because it was already functional. Um, so we got the property on the MLS and, uh, I worked with real, uh, Randy at EXP and Jessica. They were phenomenal. If you're in San Diego, you want to sell a property retail. They are absolutely the people to work with, in my opinion, as a person who's worked with them. And we put the property on the market and long story short, we sold the property for $683,000. So I bought it for 450. I put in $16,000 and sold the property for 683 grand. Uh, at the end of the day, when all the dust settled and the lender got paid back and the realtor got paid and the title company and the escrow company and the utilities and all the stuff got paid, I walked away with like $135,000 net, net, net in my pocket after it was all said and done. So it was an absolute home run deal. I wouldn't say those deals happen every day because, uh, you know, they're, I wouldn't say they're few and far between, but I don't think every deal you're going to be making six figures. That would be unreasonable to assume that. Uh, but regardless, it was a great deal for everybody. Uh, the seller got bailed out of foreclosure or else they were going to lose the house. The wholesaler made 60 grand. I made 135 grand. The realtor made a great commission. Everyone got paid. The neighborhood got better. And, you know, once again, you know, fix and flipping a house, um, you know, improves the neighborhoods one house at a time. So what are some lessons that I learned on this property? Number one, Always be marketing on social media. You'll hear me at the end of this video, and I'll even say it right now. If you want a JV to deal with me, or if you're a wholesaler and you want to sell me a deal in San Diego, in New York, or in Delaware, send me an email or an Instagram message, greg at velocityhousebuyers.com or grego underscore 37 on Instagram. And uh, I'm a real buyer. Right? I did everything I said that I did everything I told the wholesaler I was going to do and uh, made it a really quick closing. Uh, I even used his title company, which I really didn't want to do, but the deal made sense. I figured why not? Um, and I mean, the whole thing was just a smashing success, right? So number one, always be networking, always be putting your name out there. Always tell people what you're doing. If you're a real estate investor, don't keep it a secret. Even if you're brand new, tell people what you do. I buy houses. I look for distressed properties. I buy them. I fix them up. I resell them. I buy them. I rent them, whatever. Tell people what you do. Do not keep what you're doing a secret because you will leave a lot of money on the table. In this case, if that wholesaler didn't know that I bought property in San Diego, I'd have 135 grand less money in my bank account, right? That was a big, fat, juicy deal that really moved uh, the Q1 revenue uh, forward for us at Velocity House Buyers. So number one, always be marketing yourself online. It's super important. Number two, you have to do what you say you're going to do when you're dealing with anybody, especially wholesalers, because a lot of these are like ongoing relationships. You don't want to be like a one-off buyer. So when you tell a wholesaler or a seller you're going to buy something, you need to be able to perform, right? But also at the same time, don't be afraid to hold either the wholesaler or the seller to the terms of the contract. The wholesaler tried to get me to buy the property with the person living there. And I said, no, because I know I didn't have to, because my contract said it was vacant, right? Said it was, was to be delivered vacant. So I'm like, I can buy this vacant because I don't need to buy it occupied because I told you I was going to buy it vacant. And that's what we both signed. So 
definitely do what you say you're going to do. But if someone tries to change the terms of a contract, you know, out of their ass, hold them accountable to the original contract because that's what was signed and that was that was what was agreed upon, you know, originally. So do what you say you're going to do. Network yourself. Uh, and then the third, you know, the third tip I'd give you, uh, you know, by do after doing a bunch of hundreds of deals is, you know, you don't want to be a one trick pony, right? Like you don't want to just label yourself as a contract assigner, right? You want to be a real actual buyer of real estate, right? If you want to get wealthy, the thing that got me wealthy in real estate was buying by being able to buy properties, not just wholesaling, right? Once I started buying properties and flipping them and making a lot more money per deal, and then also now buying properties and renting them, that's where your wealth and your net profits are going to exponentially increase. So once you get out of the beginning phase and you have enough money to live, you got to become an actual real estate buyer, right? Not just a real estate contract designer because wholesaling is a great trick. Uh, it's a, not a trick. It's, it's a great tool, but if that's your only system and that, that's your only tool in the toolbox, you're just going to leave a lot of money on the table. And I think it's foolish if you're going to spend all that money on marketing or all that networking time with other wholesalers. Like, or if you're wholesale, if you're buying from wholesalers, you're probably buying it. You're probably not re-wholesaling that. But uh, anyway, I digress. Um, so have more than one tool in your tool belt. Be able to fix and flip. Learn how to do rehabs. It's not easy, but it's also not extremely complicated. Uh, it's a learnable skill, and once you have that skill, it just you know you get more familiar with it. The more properties you do, so hopefully you got value from this video. If you did, let me know. Um, you know if you're watching the pod, if you're listening to the pod, you know give me a review on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, if you're on YouTube, get, click the like button and subscribe to my channel for more real estate content. And uh, if you're local to San Diego, Delaware, or um, New York, and you want to sell me a deal or do a deal with me, JV style. Email me, greg at velocityhousebuyers.com, or you can send me a message on Instagram, grego, G-R-E-G-O underscore 37. I'll see you on the next video. Take care. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.